the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025 it's john DePietro on am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com coming up at one o'clock will be governor mckee in the final covid briefing it's a beautiful spring day here in southern new england but where are we with the violence? The gang war rages on. The latest victim now has been identified, 19 years old from Cranston. How did she get involved with it? Apparently, friendly with, some kind of relationship with, someone involved, or people thought was involved, with a gang in Pawtucket, either Bucket East or Bucket West, two separate street gangs in Pawtucket. There's several. You have a number in different Providence in uh, in providence obviously you have lakeside which is over near silver lake area mostly you have gmf which is god money um, family and they're also they mix in with Southside. you also have prov x you also have the hartford avenue project you have the uh, east side which is in and around mount hope and the camp street area and then there's some other um asian gangs off of valley street i was speaking with a gang official they're saying that the number of gang members now uh in rhode island it's at an all-time high it's uh there's now there's literally hundreds of gangs and this is not even including then northern part of the state you have some of the more traditional you know motorcycle type gangs but they're certainly not involved with what's going on right now providence Pawtucket. this is you know it's a gang war and and what happened on Sunday night, it's very tragic. 19-year-old girl graduated from Cranston East, I believe, last year. And somehow, I think between 11 and 1130, sitting in a car, and someone either was sending a message or maybe they thought it was the person they were looking for. But uh, basically, I, I hate to even say this, but executed. Uh, two people went up very, very close, gunshots to the head, and the person is deceased. And seems like a... You can see, by the way, you can see about it on... The website dipetro.com there's a gang war uh something needs to be done this isn't about asthma this isn't about a housing crisis that the progressives are saying this isn't about water if anything in this area we have you know the water quality and around here is fine so and for those of you that missed it we had a, a progressive activist elected official on i did an interview over the last weekend and was saying well the problem is the housing crisis or the problem is there's a lot of people that have asthma or the, the if only that was the problem or the problem is it's there's bad water in uh, washington park which caused you know the shooting a week ago it's none of those things folks you need law and order there the, think of this the, the, there's there's a small percentage but if you allow them to thrive if you don't do anything uh that's why gang membership is high right now as many of you either you know or you're finding out now police are very limited with what they can do they can't ask someone's immigration status they cannot uh they've been dismantled with the gang database that they were doing everything now has to be done on memory you know if if you've ever seen any type of crime shows or followed some people some investigations you know it's going to be concerted effort you have to identify who are these people um and there's certain you know you kind of build who who's in charge and all these things uh i highly recommend if you haven't seen it but years ago it's been over now for a while but hbo had to show the wire and uh you know that it has to do with baltimore and i'll tell you providence is starting to resemble baltimore but avon barksdale and they go through the chain somebody's always in command i think i think they should use some of the federal laws to go after them with uh rico laws i mean there's chain of command it's a criminal enterprise they're doing criminal intent and deeds Re remember not everyone that is doing the shooting they're many of them are being instructed to do the shooting 
So that's basically how they took down organized crime. A lot of the progressives are saying, well, you can't say that because that's racist because a lot of them are people of color. But this crime, make no mistake about it, it's, it's drastically affecting the city of Providence, drastically affecting the city of Providence. People are afraid to go out in Providence um, and with good reason. And people say, you know, listen, people were afraid with when they were seeing the protesters going up and going up to people in federal and everything else. This is this is the wild, wild west with the shootings. This is people showing up at a playground in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday and opening fire. This is a 19-year-old girl getting shot in the back of the head. So for those of you on Facebook, remember, John DiPietro Show on Facebook, we're there. Uh, I'm hearing there's going to be more activity this weekend. We'll be on top of it as this gang patrol, gang war is, is just continuing. Something else that needs to be addressed that I think is very confusing, and it's the masks. People are becoming unglued, hearing more and more of the people. Uh, I don't understand. If you've been vaccinated and you're outside, you don't have to wear a mask. But we're we're seeing and finding there are some people around, you know, that don't want this whole thing to end. And and part of me, as I said, yeah, said the other day, if, if people want to do that, I, I just don't understand it. You know, we have some fundamental problems that are creeping up right now. One is, as I mentioned, you know, you have a gang problem and you're you're uh, kind of handcuffing, so to speak, the police with their efforts to try to patrol and identify who are these people who are these dangerous people a lot of problems start you know whenever you hear and sometimes you don't hear about it but if there's a fight at the aci it may not be settled then it could be settled when they get out or sometimes things happen and then when someone does get out of the aci now they're looking to you know settle all beefs keep in mind a lot last year people weren't out a lot a lot of things were closed because of covid we were still on lockdown so a lot of people that had some unfinished business with people, they weren't running into them. So a lot of this, they, they simply haven't seen people. I've heard that one of the shootings, I believe the shooting in uh, Oneyville last Friday night was someone that they, you know, they just hadn't seen the person in a while. And suddenly, like, there he is. But that doesn't mean they don't want to settle the Remember, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You shoot me an email there. You can also uh, go into the shop. So with Governor McKee coming up, I think um, he's also, he's got to address the worker shortage. This is a problem. It's a problem, as you know, it's not going to go away. Uh, they are, if the government, as we've talked about, paying people to stay at home, they're going to stay at home. Something else that has come up that I think some of you have raised, which are good questions, and that is, all right, so if you want to offer bonuses so people can collect unemployment, but then still work, uh, what about the people that kept working? What about if you're listing right now and you kept working during the pandemic? You know, you're not going to get a bonus. What about you? Why not compensating some of those people? This isn't fair. You know, we're entering into this situation. I mean, it, it like very little is is fair. More people are learning about some of the provisions in uh, in things that are that are allowed and made as far as special accommodations for certain individuals. Um, so much for everyone being on the, the same plane and the same level. So this this needs to be adjusted. The worker shortage, it, there's nothing good about it. If you're a business owner, I, I don't know what people are going to do. It's kind of what we've said, though. I think businesses will adapt. And many people, when they want to return to the workforce in the fall, I, I think they're going to be surprised and disappointed that a lot of the jobs they want, the jobs they thought they had, and uh, I, I just don't think they're going to be there. And then I don't know what's going to happen after that. But... But then they're going to complain that they can't find a job and they're going to want their unemployment to continue. And President Biden, what really did this is him, the government, saying we'll give you an extra 300 a week. Certain states aren't allowing that. This one is, especially, I mean, Governor McKee, he's up for, wants to be elected governor. He hasn't been elected governor. He's filling, fulfilling, filling out Governor Raimondo, Secretary Raimondo's term. But he has not been elected just yet. All right, a lot more ahead. Keep it right here. It's the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801. MEGA, M E G A, professionals, 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, Maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. 
You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home, let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Softwash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Softwash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Time for our legal segment. Joining me is Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to start off with uh, this whole situation with the superintendent who's under fire, Harrison Peters. Uh, you have the the guy that he hired, and apparently he didn't tell the search committee that this guy had been involved with this incident, but um, I want to get into the contract a little bit. I, I think this is an incredible rush to judgment. Harrison Peters, I don't think he should resign, uh, the, the, but let's take me through a little bit with what what... There's speculation that the superintendent is asking, excuse me, education commissioner is asking for his resignation, but it is it is not forthcoming uh, as of right now. If I was advising um, Mr. Peters, I would absolutely tell him not to resign. Right. Hang in there. Um, The case has a creepy underbelly to it. I guess uh, Harrison Peters had a similar position down in the Tampa, Florida area. And this uh, toe popper guy, Mr. Alege, um, was also in the same system, had been promoted a couple of times through the system. Um, apparently, <laughs> apparently, he had a little toe popping problem when he was in Florida that um, uh, Peters knew about. And um, apparently, Peters um, was a perennial candidate for various uh, jobs around the country, and he would never quite make it over the finish line. And finally, he got this uh, hire in Providence. Now, it appears that he got passed over many times, just by way of background. He had a little dust-up down in Florida where apparently a substitute teacher was allegedly masturbating in class. Oh, boy. And and apparently Peters attempted to keep this information quiet hmm. and, not, and not inform parents that there might be a pedophile 
or uh, another sexual, you know, deviant. Yeah, deviant. Let's not a pedophile, a deviant. Let's say, um, in the class, in the classrooms, parents ultimately found out as they always do, and um, it exploded with uh, anger by the parents, etc. Despite that um, negative uh, mark on his resume, he winds up getting hired here at Providence. And after he gets hired, he has the bright idea to hire this guy, Alege, and bring him up from Florida and have him start doing a similar, what, what he was doing here in Providence. Apparently, making sure that Alege knew, look, no more toe popping. Alege says, no, no, I won't be doing any more of that. So, boom, here he is. Now, what Alege did is as creepy as it, things can be, but so far, so far, there's no allegation that he was doing similar quote unquote discipline uh, like he was doing to young boys no. in Florida right. here in Providence. If he was, that would be a much different story I, right now. I heard he had but, Tim. I heard he had no dealings with with students. He was an administrator. So that element of the equation, from what I understand, he, maybe maybe occasionally had an interaction, but it was not like when he was. I guess an assistant principal. They used to call the kids down and so forth. So, uh, but anyhow. Right. So, so right now, Alege has pled not guilty. Yep. Apparently, this video. Apparently, he's right. going to have a tough defense, but he will likely walk away from this whole incident without a criminal conviction. Yep. He'll he'll get a filing, or he'll get probation, or some other form of disposition that is not a conviction. But it's a misdemeanor. It's a misdemeanor. Okay, right. so it's he's different. charged with the misdemeanor, this massage in the gym on a young boy. No one's condoning. But now, where does this put so Peters has to resign for someone who has not been adjudicated or convicted of anything? He's charged with a misdemeanor, and Peters has pressure to resign because he hired him and didn't tell the search committee there was this toe-popping situation. But, Tim, in the contract, it seems— Unless they're going to go after something, but it doesn't seem that it would fall under the category that he would fit the narrative that they're going to fire him for cause. Right, right, John. And just just to finish the other point, yeah, he's only charged with simple assault. Okay, simple assault, no sexual component. There's no nothing about any gratification or anything okay. else. It's a simple assault. Yep. Now going to the contract. He has a very um, impressive contract. Mm. He makes about two two hundred twenty five thousand a year. Yep. He gets a car allowance of seven hundred and fifty dollars a month. He gets moving expenses. He's got a three percent per year pay increase and a bunch of other benefits. Now, as with most significant employment contracts, there's provisions for him resigning or him being fired for cause, as it's defined in his contract or being terminated without just cause. If he resigns, he's technically supposed to give 60 days notice, but if it's a resignation by agreement of the parties, he resigns and he gets no further benefits under the contract. If he is terminated for cause, same thing, he gets no further benefits under the contract. If he's fired without just cause, as defined, then he is entitled to at least an additional year of his salary and benefits. Now, the real question would be if they said you're fired with cause. Well, let's, they're never going to say you're fired without cause because now they're going to pay him another 225 plus benefits. If they said we're firing you for cause, as defined in his contract, nothing in this situation would rise to the level of um, sufficient cause to terminate him. There's been no allegation that he's been engaged in uh, gross misconduct, criminal conduct, insubordination, uh, gross negligence, or anything else. I don't believe you could call the hiring of this guy alleged to be gross negligence. Uh -huh. So he should never resign. He should never, never resign. If, if they want to fire him for cause and he wanted to litigate this, he would in all likelihood win based oh. upon what we know today. And I haven't seen his entire contract. I mean, we've all been seeing the snippets of the contract about being terminated for cause versus not for cause. 
many times in these situations, the, the prevailing party can seek attorney's fees. I don't know if that's a feature of this guy's contract, but if this contract call, called for him being awarded attorney's fees, if he has to litigate to prove that cause has not been shown in a termination situation, he could get a significant amount of money, get his attorney's fees paid, and show everyone that um, he was not the um, um, person behaving in such a way that uh, being terminated for cause would be appropriate. As it stands, if he resigns, maybe he's trying to protect his uh, potential for future employment uh, by simply resigning and not being terminated for cause. Or maybe he doesn't want to spend money to litigate this thing. Who knows? But if I was advising him, I would say, no way. You stand your ground. You do not resign. Um, I'm sure the pressure is incredible for him to resign. I'm sure um, Angela Infante Green is twisting his arm as hard as possible to resign. I mean, she's got a vested interest in getting rid of him to take the pressure off herself. But that's a different political story. From a purely legal standpoint, this guy has a great case to hang in there and fight. Yeah. And Tim, on top of that, I want to, you know, someone uh, sent me a question about, because I was putting about the gross negligence, and here was the question, what's not grossly negligent? Here's what was tweeted at me about knowingly hiring a guy with a track record of some seriously questionable behavior, keeping a secret from your boss till it blows up in your face. Well, the situation down in Florida, he was never charged. He was never suspended. He was never disciplined. He he was called out on it. It made the news, but he was basically told not to do it again. And from what I understand, he was consequently promoted several times after that. So it's not as if he had been fired before for this type of behavior. I agree. I think Harris, um, Harrison Peters, I Tim, I think he's got a real case. They, they may want him, as you say, to resign, but I'd be, you know, keep showing up for work. No way. There's there's nothing in his deal with the city. Where they could if now unless Tim Dodd, what if they, they try to say, well, no, it was grossly negligent. I I think they lose in that. It's not like a student was something happened or I, I mean, I do you see it any differently? If, if Providence said we're terminating you for cause and the cause is gross negligence and the hiring of this guy, Alleje, and that's our basis for terminating you with cause. If um, Peters chose to litigate that, he's a winner. Based yeah. on what we know today. Right. All right, folks, we're going to take a uh, quick break. A lot more with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110 from MEGA, M E G A. Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's 
my health, because folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's touch on uh, some of the charges against Louis. Last Thursday night was that incredible uh, gang shootout uh, where you have a number of different individuals that have been uh, been charged. It, the, the, I went to the um, I covered the press conference at the public safety complex the other day. They're not even ruling out that there could be additional charges here. Maybe some federal charges could get tacked into this. It could be federal charges. Um, right now, the, the four um, individuals who have been charged, um, mostly it's um, felony assault, uh, discharging a weapon in a in a confined area, uh, possession of um, an unregistered weapon. Um, all all but one of the three has made bail. One, the bail was seventy five thousand dollars. He posted another one. I think it was twenty five thousand. Another one was in that range. One guy's being held without bail because he's a violator. Um, and in one of the cases, um, there was an allegation, I believe, that um, one of these defendants was using, in this case or in a previous matter, a ghost gun. And we've talked about the ghost guns before. You know, you go out and you buy a partially completed gun from a kit, and then you uh, scrounge up or find the remaining parts that you need, or you produce them with a 3D printer. Um, it's a big problem. And... You know, in, in this gang environment, um, these guys aren't really worried about registering their handguns. They're just out there getting them by whatever means necessary and using them. Um, there could be additional federal charges. Um, one of the um, defendants, I believe, has been charged but not arraigned because he's still in, I think, critical condition in the hospital. So it remains to be seen if he's going to recover sufficiently to um, uh, be a defendant and defend his case in court. Um, I would fully expect there'll be more charges coming out of this. Hmm. Tim Dodd, also, uh, this was unusual. The Cranston case, this doesn't happen every day. A uh, case out of Cranston actually made its way to the Supreme Court involving uh, allegations from an individual that I believe had a gun and especially involving the Cranston police. This is a um, very interesting case. It has national implications. Um, this story has been reprinted literally around the country. Um, it has um, implications for gun ownership. The NRA is interested in it. There's many of uh, the ACLU is interested in it. Very briefly, by way of background, this gentleman from Cranston gets into an argument with his wife, very bad argument. He, at one point, gets an unloaded um, um, handgun and says to the wife, why don't you just shoot me in the head and put me out of my misery, or words to that effect. Um, she leaves and stays in a hotel that night because they were such a um, contentious argument. She thereafter calls the cops saying, you know, my husband, I'm afraid for his safety. He's alone in the house. He's very upset and there's a gun in the house. The cops show up and they say, why don't we, why don't we take you to the hospital? And, you know, we'll take your gun, but we'll give it back to you. Everything will be fine. He goes to the hospital. The hospital basically says, what are you doing here? 
and he's out of there within an hour or so. He goes home and his gun's with the cop and he says, okay, I'm home. Can I have my gun back? And they say, no, not without a court order. Hmm. Uh, that precipitates um, litigation uh, in the federal court. It goes to the First Circuit and it winds up in the U.S. Supreme Court. The issue is whether the uh, conduct of the Cranston police uh, was a Fourth Amendment violation, an unreasonable search and seizure. Um, there are Supreme Court. There is a Supreme Court case which has been followed regularly that if you are pulled over by a cop on the road and there's an inventory search or if they ask to look in the trunk and you say, okay, um, those searches have been deemed to be okay. But a warrantless search into a house and confiscating a weapon, now the Supreme Court has now ruled, um, is an unreasonable search and seizure. And the Supreme Court really wrestles with this case, John, because there are many exigent circumstances which were require but would um, behoove the cops to go in. For instance, there's, let's assume, a senior citizen who doesn't show up at their normal, you know, whatever they do, and concerned people call the cops and say, you know, so-and-so is supposed to be a breakfast they, we do this every day. He hasn't been here for the last two days. Sure. Well, no one answers the phone. Yes. The cops go in on a, yep. a safety check. Happens all the time. Safety. Happens all the time. All the time. Yep. Well-being check. Supreme, yep. And the Supreme Court recognized that that's a circumstance where going in is appropriate. But to confiscate somebody's weapon with no probable cause that any crime has been committed, the Supreme Court has ruled that that is unconstitutional. The most remarkable part of this case uh, was that it was a nine to nothing Supreme Court decision. Oh. Now, we always hear that this is a split Supreme Court, it's a 5 4 court, it's a 6 3 court, that, that you can always predict how everyone's going to vote. This was such an egregious um, situation, and it was clear from looking at the case law that all nine of the Supreme Court judges unanimously concluded that this was an unreasonable search of Fourth Amendment violation, and they reaffirmed, in many ways, if you will, the sanctity of one's home, and that the sanctity of one's home is really entitled to the most um, constitutional protections that historically have been um, shown for cops entering somebody's home. Hmm. Uh, the, the court was looking to really limit the circumstances under which that can happen without a warrant. Um, folks, we're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to bounce back just to Providence just for a second, simply because a lot of attention, seemingly not a lot, but some attention, I should say, was was drawn into the gang problem in Providence and specifically this community Providence Community Safety Act that was passed. Uh, I think it was four years ago. It was 2017. But anyhow, uh, anyone that that sees that Providence operates differently, their police force than other police forces where, you know, they basically have to ask people permission to keep them in a gang database. Um, I posted, folks, this uh, on my website, tobitro.com. You if you pull someone over in a car, you you can't ask the passengers for ID. You can't ask someone's immigration status. You can't ask someone under the age of 18 more than once for an ID. But the gang database, Tim Dodd, that, um, boy, that is different. And this is there feeling some of the effects of this, where you have these community groups saying it's not fair and people are labeled to get into their gang. And so they got away with it. But one of the downfalls of a sanctuary city or this progressive city they're trying to run is then when you have gang activity, the police are are handcuffed somewhat of trying to pull up all the intel that they have. Yes, it, 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 it's in my view is a very unfortunate um, city ordinance that you know um, passed largely through a lot of uh, pressure from progressive groups, from oh. minority groups, etc. Um, and you're right, um, the um, gang database uh, can't really be maintained as it had been in the past. This um, ordinance has been in effect for about a year. Um, Hugh Clemens, the chief of police in Providence, who does a great job, he's a real quality guy. Um, after this incident, um, indicated that 
you know, right now, the police have to rely on intelligence that officers gain through being on the streets and learning who's who and having basically an oral history of who's in a gang and which gang they're in and, you know, what's your association. Um, he also indicated that uh, the department is attempting to come up with something that's not necessarily a, a database, but to come up with something that the cops can use that is consistent with this um, ordinance that was passed. It seems like a very unwieldy ordinance. It really hamstrings the cops' ability to gain intelligence yeah. and to know who know who they're approaching in a vehicle. Who's in the car? Hmm. Who are the passengers? Who's the driver? You know, and, uh, is this like a, just a normal citizen or is this a gang member? Right. Most cops know. Some cops won't. Let's assume you're a Ricky and you really don't know who's who out there. Um, it just seems like this is showcasing the unintended bad consequences of a bad piece of legislation that might have gone in for very noble reasons, but the end result is maybe the unintended consequence to keep the cops in the dark and not be able to police effectively. Folks, quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd, legal expert right here on the John DePietro show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com this portion of the John DePietro show folks is brought to you by Brothers Disposal call Brother Roland today now offering weekly trash collection services Brothers Disposal look for them on Facebook they have those purple dumpsters and the Facebook page stands out purple and yellow Brothers Disposal Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brother's Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven, and remember now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. We're speaking with our legal expert attorney Tim Dot. Tim, this case out of North Carolina, where the district attorney said the shooting of Andrew Brown, black man killed by deputies, justified. Lawyers for the family say body camera footage shows he was not armed didn't pose a threat to deputies. This was the thing where the family was trying to say his hand were on the wheel. But Tim, the more footage that the, the uh, authorities released, he was he was using his vehicle to ram at the police. And 
you know, the more this is one of those things, Tim Dodd, the more information you got about it, it's it's true. He didn't have a gun. But, you know, if I if you're a deputy and, you know, we're saying stop and I am literally driving at you and ramming my vehicle into you. I mean, that's that's deadly force. What what do you think of the decision that the uh, the shooting was justified? Based on what we know and based on the videos that I've been able to see, like everyone else, I think that it's a correct decision. You know, the the problem with a lot of these um, high-profile cases is the media runs a narrative and they run it repeatedly without really being sure that the narrative is the correct narrative. I mean, it's happened over and over. We got the Ferguson case, you know, the hands right. don't shoot case. We yep. got the Trayvon Martin case. So many of these cases where the initial narrative of what happened is proven to be false. It's just not true. Hmm. And, you know, it's stated either by lawyers for the victim's family or stated by the victim's family. And once that story gets out there it's becomes sort of the story that's in everyone's mind and it's difficult to overcome or overturn the perception that's made with that first salvo of incorrect information and that seems to be the case in north carolina this is the case where the family basically said that this young man andrew brown was executed by the cops yeah executed they shot him in the back of the head yeah well, when you look at the video, he was wanted on a warrant for um, something to do with drugs. Uh, the, the cops knew who he was. A bunch of cops show up. They sort of surround the vehicle, telling him to get out. He doesn't get out. Get out. He won't get out. Show us your hands. He won't show his hands. Um, he, tries, he tries to drive away. Oh. Now, when the cops say get out of the car, um, you know, show us your hands, and you say, well, gee, I'd rather not. Let me just drive away. Well, that's not going to happen. And he drove in such a manner that the vehicle clipped one of the cops. Yeah. It didn't, didn't really harm him particularly, but it could have. And then the cops continue to say, show us your hands, stop the car, get out of the vehicle. And this guy thinks he's just going to drive away, and he drives in such a manner that he was – whether intentionally or not, the vehicle was pointed directly at a cop standing in the path of the vehicle. Cop jumps out of the way at the last second. This guy still won't stop. He thinks he's just going to drive away. The cops shoot. The family had said he was shot five times. Um, I believe the forensic report says he was shot twice, once in the shoulder, once uh, in the back of the neck or the back of the head. Tragic situation. Um, it's unfortunate any time one of these situations occurs, but it's not like the guy had his hands on the wheel and he was displaying that he had no weapon. He wouldn't show his hands from what we gather, and his vehicle is a deadly weapon. There are many, many, many cases which are prosecuted on the theory of an assault with a deadly weapon where the defendant uses his vehicle to hit or attempt to hit an individual. Um, so it's a deadly weapon and the cops lives were in jeopardy and they fired. And as we've said many times before, John, these are horrible situations, but you know, cops out there on the street have to unfortunately make split second decisions. Yes. Either, either the cop's going to go home to their family or the, or the cop's going to wind up in a morgue. Yeah. And it's wonderful to be a Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. And it's wonderful to say shoulda, coulda, woulda. But as, as we discussed before, these folks who criticize the cops, I'd love to see them go into a police training simulator. Oh. Say, All right, 10 scenarios. If you get any one of these scenarios wrong, you're dead. Yeah. Right, let's, let's, let's go. It, it's, it's, very difficult for the cops to always be right um, when they're in these situations. I mean, like the tragic situations where they shoot and the person has a cell phone or maybe it's a young kid with a, with a toy gun, but it's in the dark perceived to be a real gun. I mean, these are decisions that have to be made in a split, split second. Hmm. The problem is further, you know, you've got lawyers out there for these families who perpetuate the lie. Oh, yeah. About how it happens. 
the media picks up and runs with it over and over. Yeah. Protests. Protests. Yeah. I always think of uh, Winston Churchill's famous expression. I think I'm saying it correctly. He says, a lie travels around the world before the truth has a chance to get its pants on. That's exactly right. Yes. kind of what happens in these situations. Yeah. Tim Dodd, I just wonder, before we move on to the but I, I just wonder at some point if some legal authority going to hold some of these uh, attorneys, someone accountable, because we, we're seeing, look at like what happens on an initial element of standing there and this is what happened and they shot an unarmed guy and his hands are on the wheel. And, and then when the truth comes out, it, it doesn't in any way resemble, you know, the, the, the story they were spinning in the hours after the trial. But by then, you know, there's been damage done. There's been rioting. There's been looting. There's this trail of destruction. I, I just think at some point somebody needs to hold those accountable that, that become a uh, chicken little and start screaming that, you know, the, the sky is falling. It's a whole different thing. Tim Dodd, what, what are we to make of, um, you know, these stories that keep, eh, I'd say they're popping up the latest ones regarding President Trump. He might be charged. You know, is he going to be uh, brought into New York? Is this a fishing expedition? Michael Cohen, supposedly they talked to him like eight times. What What is your take on this whole matter? Well, <laughs> We really don't know uh, fully, but let, let's look at a, just a couple of the folks who are in the cast of characters here. You've got a federal investigation going on led by Cyrus Vance Jr., who is a uh, um, died-in-the-wool Trump hater. On the state side of the state of New York, the Attorney General Letitia, uh, Letitia James, she's a card-carrying Trump hater as well. Yep. Now... <clears throat> They are both looking, one on the federal side, one on the state side. They're looking at the Trump organization for a number of reasons. Um, there's allegations or there's innuendo or suspicion that the Trump organization would, you know, for tax reasons, sometimes they'd inflate an asset's value to get a better loan deal. Sometimes they'd minimize um, asset values um, to get more favorable um, uh, tax benefits or tax considerations. Now, if there's been an inflation of assets for one reason or a minimization of asset value for other reasons, um, and it can be shown that it was a knowing misrepresentation, well, there could be a problem. Um, they're also looking from both the state and the federal side into the whole issue of um, the alleged hush money, which was paid to Stormy Daniels. Now, on that topic, they have the full cooperation of Michael Cohen, who has met with the feds, oh, I think more than a dozen times, connecting the dots as to how the money got transferred and washed through to get to Stormy Daniels. So Trump has a problem in that his former personal attorney is connecting the dots for the feds. That could be very harmful. Also, there's this guy named Alan uh, Wesselberg, who was the former CFO, the chief financial officer of the Trump organization. Um, he's no longer with the Trump organization, and apparently he is cooperating with the feds. And apparently he's connecting the dots on some of the financial uh, maneuvers that the Trump organization is taking. Amongst the other things they're looking at is the potential that some Trump employees uh, were being compensated with apartments or with uh, school tuition. Huh. So let's assume your compensation is whatever and you also get an apartment in Manhattan. The question becomes, is that, you know the value of that apartment you're not paying rent for. Right. It's imputable income. Yep. So it depends how both the Trump organization reported that or failed to report it. Right. As well as how the recipient um, reported it or failed to do so. Now, who knows if any criminal charges will ever come out of this, but, you know, Letitia James basically announced, well, this is now turning into a potential criminal investigation. So that's your headline. Well, will there be charges coming out of this? Who knows? We don't know yet. So this could be an allegation made that we're looking at the Trump, the Trump organization for criminal prosecution 
charges may never come of this, but it continues to um, keep President Trump and his organization on their heels, and it continues to create negative publicity. Now, if charges are filed and if the criminal allegations are proved, well, then the appropriate punishment should be meted out to the uh, guilty individuals. But it seems like without something more, um, it's a preemptive smear. And whether or not there's criminal charges, Letitia James and Cyrus Vance are accomplishing their political purposes by continuously trying to give uh, the president and his people a black eye mm. with no proof and just innuendo and supposition, but no charges. Folks, he is our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Stay safe, and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. You too. Bye-bye. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly totaled vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401 401- 272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. It's spring and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401 401- 392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025.